Hello, and welcome to the NPRD podcast with nurse practitioner and registered dietitian Robin Kivit. Eating disorders, body image, medicine, they are all interconnected. But with so many programs, techniques, and advice to choose from, it's easy to be overwhelmed. Robin, with more than 25 years of experience as a nurse practitioner and registered dietitian, offers help and hope for everyone, families, children, and adults. Along with veteran talk show host and good friend, Jordan Rich, Robin invites you to learn much more right here on the NPRD podcast. Welcome to the third season of the NPRD with our first very special guest, Joanna Candell. She is a repeat guest from last February. Welcome. Thank you so much, Robin. I am so excited to be here and I'm so happy to be one of your first um, humans that you're that you're speaking to for this new season. Yes, for the third season. Jordan and I recorded prior, but um, you have so many things coming up and the big weekend coming up, which we'll get to. Not one more. Um, you have done so much, have accomplished so much. I'd love for you to introduce yourself for our listeners who might have heard your recording last year, but we have new listeners. So yeah, absolutely. So my name is uh, Joanna Candell. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm the founder and CEO of the National Alliance for Eating Disorders, or as people know us as the Alliance. And the Alliance has grown into uh, the leading national nonprofit organization that does everything from free therapist-led support through our in-person and uh, virtual support groups. We also um, have a fully therapist-staffed helpline, um, and we can talk about that in a little bit as well. Um, we also do a lot of outreach, education, advocacy, awareness around eating disorders, um, including, um, you know, helping arm our, our front care providers, doctors, nurses, dentists, teachers right. on how to recognize and refer eating disorders. But more than anything, um, to walk next to people on their uh, journey to recovery. Um, mm -hmm. I founded the organization 23 years ago uh, as a direct result of my eating disorder. And I saw how many things went so wrong in my experience. Um, and I know how many privileges I hold. So I know how lucky I was in so many, um, so many ways. Um, but for me, it was the lack of uh, early intervention, the lack of access to care, uh, the lack of information uh, with our primary care doctor that should have known better. And I just really wanted to pay it forward and make a difference. So I started the organization in October of 2000. And here we are now. And you have grown. And I and I remember you have said, and I've read about help, support, and recover being mainstays of the Alliance, right? Yeah, absolutely. Those are our three big pillars. Our, our North Star is connecting individuals um, to help and, and to help. And uh, as well as our loved ones, we very much not only uh, aim to support the individual that's experiencing the eating disorder, but as well as their supports, loved ones, caregivers, and then support being through our free therapist-led support groups. And then recovery is, um, you know, looking towards living life beyond eating disorders. So yeah, yeah those are really our North Stars that, that we always look to. I love how you, you call it the North Stars and, and the Pillars. And you've started this organization yourself, and it's grown significantly. 
you've changed the name. We covered that last time. Tell us what's happened over the last year since February of 2023 within the Alliance. So a lot has happened. Um, I think there's been a lot of changes within within the eating disorder field mm-hmm. too, within our community. Um, I would say some of the biggest changes is over the last year, we have become the resource for now, I think it's every social media platform. So on everything from Instagram to Facebook, threads, Snapchat, YouTube, TikTok, and Pinterest, in all of their information hubs, they link out to to us, to our helpline, to our website. Um, if individuals are looking for content that might not be considered safe, uh, a lot of times they'll be served our phone number. Uh, so that's been, I, we have worked with several platforms previous to last year, but that has really been a big change um, in 2023. The other probably big, big change is, um, as I know a lot of people know, the historic helpline that had been out there yeah. um, was closed um, earlier in 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really important to us so that people that called that number, because it was such a mainstay within our our community, right? Like, it was listed over a hundred thousand times um, on the internet. So when people were searching and that that number popped up and it was disconnected, um, that was really um, saddening for us because, you know, as someone of lived experience and someone that has loved and supported so many individuals with an eating disorder, I know too well how much it takes to pick up the phone and make that phone call. Um, And to get a disconnected sound, I can't even put into words what that must have felt like. So after five months of trying and working very diligently at it, uh, we were able to actually acquire uh, the former helpline. And so now it actually rolls into our helpline. So that is that was a very big um, recovery win for us, in a sense, Mm -hmm. because again, our number one priority is that people do not have to struggle alone. We don't want people to struggle alone and we want to be that resource. Um, so that was that was a really big um, addition. And I will tell you because of that, uh, from last year to this year, um, our calls into our helpline have actually increased by 100%, wow. um, which is a huge wow. scale, yeah. um, especially when one of the things about our helpline um, that really differs us from different helplines out there is everyone who is picking up the phone um, are licensed and specialized clinicians. Um And we're really actually excited because we just added an amazing um, nutrition therapist uh, to our helpline. So, and I know that, that, that you'll love that, but to me, it's, you know, having providers that um, are able to, to really um, share that really great psychoeducation to be there, to be a support. Um, And so that's really been a huge, I would say a huge change for us, a big difference. And then the last thing that I would share is we've added a bunch more virtual groups to the roster. We've also... Um, Tell us about the new group. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so excited. Um, so we actually added three new virtual support groups um, mm-hmm. towards the end of last year. Uh, the one that that we've been... I mean, we've been so excited to add so many, um, but one that was really important to our community. And we're, we're constantly asking our attendees, our community... How can we be more helpful? What kind of groups do you want? And the and the one group that really rose a lot amongst others um, was a group for larger bodied individuals. Um, so we actually started that group in September. It is a weekly group. 
Um, the other two groups that 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 we started was um, a group for individuals that have lost individuals to their eating disorders. So a grief and loss group, um, because there is so much support. Well, I would, let me let me actually say that there's a lot more support for individuals when they are experiencing the eating disorders as well as their loved ones. There was virtually no support for individuals that have lost people to eating disorders. Um, so that was really important to us. So we started that that group and we also started a third group partnership with another nonprofit called The Chain, which is um, an eating disorder organization that focuses on the fashion, beauty, influencer mm-hmm. community. Um, so we're doing a support group with them as well. And I'm just so excited because we have a bunch more groups that we're starting um, in the first quarter uh, of this year that I'm not yet able to share, but um, we want it to be, I mean, my, my goal has always been, it doesn't matter where you are in the world. If you need a support group on a specific day, you will be able to get a support group on a specific day. So um, we're slowly growing to that. Um, And then simultaneously uh, we went back to some in-person groups and we also added another in-person group in New York, and it, we did it in collaboration with the center, which is actually the largest LGBTQ center in the country. Um, so it's a, an eating disorder, it's a queer eating disorder group that we started. Um, and yeah, we just have other ones in person. I will say, Robin, that something that has been, um, that has changed is that I thought that once we went back to in-person, that people would be would be coming and 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 utilizing them but it really does seem that individuals have gotten very used to the virtual setting so um actually since we've opened some of our in-person groups earlier in 2023 or at the end of 2022 we've actually had to sunset some of our in-person groups because people just haven't been utilizing them i'm not surprised I initially, even in my own practice, people were saying, you know, when are you going back in person? And the question really over the last year is, can we stay virtual, please? It's more convenient. And you and I talked a lot about this the last time, about how if there could be a silver lining to the pandemic, it was the re- the result was this, this in- incredible amount of, of virtual care you know, your vision is just, it's, it's happening. And even from last year, when you were on, you know, talking about, you had referenced a friend being in recovery from alcoholism and how they could Mm -hmm. access care 24 hours a day, seven days a week, wherever they were in the world. And that was something that you really wanted to make sure was replicated for folks with an eating disorder. And that's what you're doing. That's what the Alliance is doing. Yeah. And thank you. That's really generous. I very much. And I will say, you know, going to more of a, a virtual platform, it increases accessibility. One thing that I've always seen, I've seen as well, um, and, and forgive me if we talked about this last year, but also who attends the group has changed too. Uh, the, the, the amazing humans that are coming are a lot more diverse um, than our historic brick and mortar groups you know, individuals that have, you know, might not have access to transportation or childcare or, or things like that, um, they're still able to come to come to our groups, which is just so amazing. And one of the things that I love about our helpline is 
we're not just giving them the alliances support group. We are so lucky that we have so many offerings within our community, right? We have, you know, our groups are always therapist led. It's, it's what it's, it's, it's really, we really do. We have a, a clinician led model in, in our helpline in our support groups, in our presentations. Um, but we love to be able to refer um, organizations like Enid and Eating Disorder Foundation. Yeah. And I think like to your point, when we, when you're able to see all of those offerings that are free, it's wonderful to be able to, you know, to be in community and say, well, if I can't make, you know, this group at this time, well, maybe I can try this one. Um, but I know very personally uh, for the Alliance, my goal, and as I shared last year, is at least one Alliance group every day of the week. Um, and that's really what our plan is uh, for not only support groups, but also for our helpline. Um, we expanded our hours a little bit um, in the last quarter of last year. And our goal really is to be seven days a week, um, probably by mid-year this year, because there's a lot of times I'm in the office and on the weekends and I hear the phone ring and I know it might be a little bit harder to leave a message, even though every, like our, our team gets back to everyone. Um, but we really want to be that, that accessibility that we really want to meet the, like that accessibility and the need so that when people are reaching out that they can actually talk to someone. You have the evidence, right? 100%. When I saw that you got to take over that helpline, I was so thrilled. I was thrilled for you, thrilled for the Alliance and just for everyone, just as you put it, it hadn't been something that had been accessible for, for a while. So just, that is just huge. I wanted to segue just a little bit before we get to not one more weekend. You have an appointment with the federal government and we talked about this last time. One of the questions I had is, and I'll have you tell the listeners exactly the name and everything. I can see it right now, but you do a much better job. I, I want to know about with that appointment, have you seen over the year progress in terms of support for mental health in a more national way? I, I'm hearing how you're talking about it globally, and that's because of the alliance. I'm, I'm curious as to the national piece and if you, if you can speak to that. Yeah, I, something that I've seen is just, um, you know, and 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 I always preface this by saying, um, the alliance is a nonpartisan right. organization. Yeah. Um, and I will also say that this particular administration has, and again, it ebbs and flows with, you know, who is currently sitting there, um, is very supportive of mental health. I will say that. Um, there's been a lot more focus on uh, oversight, from example, the Department of Labor going after uh, parity violations, right? Like the law passed in um, uh, 2008 that uh, uh, mental health needs to be treated on par with physical health. And I'm sure for anyone who's listening, you probably haven't had that experience, right? It's like, it seems like it's a lot harder to access care for for mental health than it is for physical health. And so uh, the Department of Labor is really cracking down on parity violations. They're asking for, for for example, examples of, you know, when you were supposed to get access to care, it was denied just so that they can actually go after insurance companies, which is very cool. Um, you know, I cool. also, I, 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 it's, it's about time, right? Like, it's all I can say. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think also the growth of, for example, 988, like the national line to be able to call um, if you are in a crisis or an acute situation. Um, we've definitely seen more evidence of that. Um, and then, you know, what's been really interesting um, sitting on the ISMIC, because that's that's where I sit, which is um, which is the the acronym for the Interdepartmental Serious um, uh, Serious Mental Illness Coordinating Committee. A lot, yeah. Um, is just seeing um, how eating disorders have actually come up a little bit more as opposed to the first year I sat on the committee. So this is my fourth year on the committee. Um, in the first year, when I would say, you know, my name is Joanna, and I'm in a sense rep- I'm representing lived experience eating disorders, they would look at me like almost, why are you here? This is a conversation about serious mental illness. And now there's a lot more inclusion of eating disorders within the dialogue. And for me, that is that is really my goal with sitting on that committee is I would love and we will continue to push the needle forward. We are not there yet for eating disorders to be formally included under the SMI, serious mental illness Um in a sense, quote unquote, label, even though I hate that word label, um, because if eating disorders are recognized as, as an SMI from a federal level, there's so many more opportunities for humans that are experiencing eating disorders as far as access to care, housing, um, just so much. Uh, so I keep on showing up. I keep on raising my hand and always adding eating disorders to the mix. Like something that comes up a lot is workplace mental health. Um, a lot of the big um, mental health nonprofits that are out there have amazing workplace curricula or programs. Robin, none of them talk about eating disorders, mm-hmm. not a single one. And it's, again, to me, my my personal goal is to ensure that eating disorders are part of the general mental health conversation. And I I won't stop until that happens. Let's shift to not one more weekend because it's coming up. This is the fourth year. I -hmm. remember you sharing why this particular weekend is called not one more. Folks can go to your website, go to the Alliance website and, and, you know, read about the events, but I'd, you're just such a powerful speaker. I'd really like to hear from you, you know, what you're excited about and maybe what's changed, if anything, from last year, this year. Um, for not one more weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Not one more uh, is probably my favorite event that we do annually um, because it really is, you know, we talked about, you know, the pillars help support recovery. The whole weekend is built on help support and recovery. And so on February 23rd, Friday, um, we have our national day of help, which we are asking people to reach out for help. And so um, if you go to the Not One More website, which is notonemore.co, um, every you can see tabs on every day, but on the help tab, you can download an image to put on your social media. And basically it talks about, it's okay to get help. And it has our phone number. It has our website. It has our um, crisis text line um, keyword, for example. And so I think last year we had, I think, over a thousand posts of people putting it on there. And so, I mean, I would love to see that doubled, if not tripled, because yeah. for us, the more that we can get that image out there um, and we see and 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 how we can, you know, uh, see the efficacy of it is we get phone calls after the the month after 
not one more is our busiest month of the year for referrals and, and it's a direct relation for people just putting that image. So if you're listening and you're like, what can I do during eating disorders awareness week? Here's one thing that, that um, you can do that's a relatively low lift. And we even have like the caption for you. So you don't even have to do, do much. So that Friday is, you know, reach out for help. We are here to support you. Saturday is our national day of support, which is our support group groupathon. So from 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to midnight, every hour on the hour is a different clinician-led support group. But we have 24 different concurring groups. So we are constantly adding more groups to the mix. Um, this year, we're adding a support group for college-age individual. You don't have to be in college, uh, but it's really for that 18 to 24, for example, we have a support group for humans that are midlife and beyond, because that was something that we heard a lot. We would love a group for individuals 40 plus. Um, we have a group for, um, you know, uh, eating disorders um, and uh, chronic illness, eating disorders and neurodiversity, eating disorders and substance use. This year, we're doing a meal support group because we wanted to offer that um, space for, for, for people as well. And then we have a group that that every year is our most attended group. It's a uh, eight p.m. to seven, uh, eight to ten p.m., which is stories of hope and recovery. Because um, so many of our facilitators, we actually have eighty-eight facilitators now that help co-facilitate our groups, are humans of lived experience, and you know they identify. That's how they identify. But when you're in a group, it's not about them. It's about supporting the individuals that come to group. So this group is a place for group attendees to ask their facilitators questions. What was helpful in your recovery? Um, so we have a bunch of amazing groups. And the one thing that I do want to say is a lot of our specialized groups, our individuals are led by clinicians that also have that same experience. Yeah. So um, our BIPOC support group is led by, by BIPOC clinicians, our support group for humans in, in larger bodies is led by the clinicians in larger bodies. So, and then the last day, and I, I will be a lot quicker, is our National Day of Recovery, which wraps up with this Rally for Recovery, which is at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's free to attend. We're having amazing conversations. We're doing a conversation around the power of community. Um, and we have some of my absolute favorite humans um, in this eating disorder space that will have that that conversation. We have a very big awardee, which um, you'll have to tune in to see I'm who registered. it is. Um, I'm registered. I'll yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then the the thing that holds my heart so much is we have a celebration of life as well uh, for individuals that have lost their life to their eating disorder, because that's what Not One More is about, right? Not One More human losing their life to this insidious disease. And we always keep them as our that fire that keeps us going because it's not okay that every 52 minutes in this country, someone dies as a direct result of their eating disorder. So not one more. So all of this can be found on our, on our site again, not one more.co it's .co, not com. Um, but yeah, there's all the information there. And we really hope that you will attend. Everything is free. We want it to be as accessible, as inclusive, as community driven as possible. I'm so grateful that you were able to spend the time with us today so close to one more weekend and to share everything that you have. It's so exciting to me that there is more awareness 
that you have the hotline, that I don't want the statistics to be up, but that they are, I think, can raise awareness and bring more support to how we can, how the alliance is going to make that even more accessible all the time. So I encourage everyone to go to notonemore.co, not.com, notonemore.co, and to look at putting the image on their social media platforms on Friday, just to be part of all the events, which you, you know, you said are free and accessible to everyone around the globe. It's incredible. So. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Robin. And, and thank you for giving us the opportunity to share and to have us back on. And again, our resources are available every day of the year, not just during not one more weekend or eating disorders awareness week. Our helpline is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Um, you can email us at referrals at alliance for eating disorders.com. Um, if you go to our website, there's a list of all of our support groups. You don't have to maneuver this journey alone. Um, and so we're here and I'm just so grateful for you always with your generosity and support. And uh, I look forward to coming back again, if you're willing. Oh, we will at next February, maybe even before. So thank you. Take good care. Thank you for joining us for the NPRD podcast with Robin Kivit. We invite you to subscribe, download, rate and review us and share this valuable podcast with friends and family. Help and hope is found here. For more, just go to robinkivit.com. That's R-O-B-Y-N-K-I-E-V-I-T.com. Or check out the N-P-R-D.com.